Well, thank you there to Tracy Bumgard and the News Desk. And happy Easter to our listeners who are celebrating this Easter weekend. Remember that African Dialogue comes to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. You're welcome to interact with us on Twitter at Channel Africa, Facebook, or you can simply SMS your views to plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero. If you want to email us, you can do so at info at channelafrica.co.za. Now, we're looking at a developing story this morning. Kenya is slowly taking steps to recognize people who identify themselves as intersex, meaning they are born with genitalia, chromosomes, or reproductive organs that don't fit the typical definitions of male or female. A major step came recently when a government body, the Registrar of Societies of Kenya, acknowledged intersex people as a society. Despite the step, intersex Kenyans say they battle prejudice and stigma related to their sexual orientation. Well, to help us discuss this very important topic, we are joined by Ryan Jerry from Kenya, who's an intersex activist. Good morning, uh, Ryan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Morning to Ryan, maybe just take us through this this recent breakthrough by the Kenyan government. I mean, what does it really mean? Um, when we start, when the first case was reported of intersex persons back in twenty two o seven two thousand and seven, when uh, I am uh, someone who was detained in Kenyan prison who was an intersex claimed that he was facing a lot of violations through the hands of police and the inmates. That was the first case. And later there was a second case whereby a mother took the registrar, the the registrar is a body that is mandated to give the birth certificate to court because the doctors were unable to give the sex of the child. So in the birth certificate, the doctor wrote question mark. And the mother wanted the court or the Kenyan state to decide how they are to give the sex of the child because they were unable to give. The judge uh, suggested the need of having the task force that will sit and consider and bring the price of intersex forward. Uh, that was on 2010 before I started the advocacy work. Mm. When I came on board, I realized that there was something that the government of Kenya was to do, and I pushed it until the task force was gazetted in the national gazette that was uh, last year, and that's when the, they were given the mandate of uh, getting the data, carrying data to give the number, the distribution, and also to see the charity so that they can come with the recommendation. Mm-hmm. But, and, uh, after, yes, continue. Yes. Okay, after now, the the, the task force had uh, gone to all over the country, doing the research, meeting the intersex persons and the caregiver, so that they can give the recommendation, as well as visiting other countries in Africa and other countries in the world to compare and to see how they are doing the inter- how they are taking the intersex. Uh, 
And after that, now they came up with a solution that is a draft in the legal recommendation that they are calling upon the government to consider. One of the recommendations that is mm. there is to recognize the intersex as the third sex. Other than the binary system we have here in Kenya considering male and female. Now we want to have the third category that will recognize intersex as a sex itself. Hmm. Is that the discussion uh, around it being recognized as a third gender, Ryan? Um, yes, but you know there is a difference between gender and sex. Okay, P- please clarify uh, that for us. Yes, okay. The, the, the sex, sex is the biological makeup that, that, individual, that happens with individuals makeup that you are built in uh, that's how your sex characteristics are but gender is how you socialize like how you find yourself like you socialize as mm. a woman or you socialize as a man but it has nothing to do with your sexual characteristics so mm. but sex is biological thing how you were created from inside threats from chromosomal gonads and uh, genitalia and mm. everything in the whole system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenya is also a very traditional country. Do you, do you believe that the government is really committed to to the steps that they've taken so far? Yes, it's so committed. Like as a, as as an activist, what first I, first I did or we did is first of all to get the community. Because it's true, the issue of uh, the political issues and uh, about the community. So first of all, we did the community work to educate people and to create and raise the awareness of the intersex persons. And they supported the government. And also, we took of the science, that is the medics, to be on our side to support. It's true. This is how someone is born. And now, the government had have no choice rather than to recommend and to recognize it as a bad defense because the, the society or the public, they are supporting it, and even the doctors are supporting. So the government of Kenya has no choice rather than to recognize uh, as a third sex because you know we are African and now African first of all we consider because the issue of LGBTI that is the lesbian, gay, transgender and bisexual mm. but now here the first thing we did is to separate I from sex orientation because before you get to be a lesbian you are normal male before mm. you come to be a gay you are normal boy but here are intersex you were born with maybe our biggest genitalia, whereby you cannot tell. So we want to give that innocent child the basic things first before they get to the sex orientation. First of all, we consider as a minor, we give the basic things. That is like the education, proper health care, and other basic things. So when you get the age of majority, that is 18 and above, now when you want to be of orientation, now it's upon you to choose who you want. But as a child, you must consider it as a bad as a sex so that you can be able to protect even from the ignorant parents mm. who are taking the children 
for unnecessary cosmetic surgeries because our parents believe they can cure their main, mental issues with taking their intersex children to surgery to normalize. That is to try to, try to normalize maybe to make a sketch, a sketch of a vagina or a penis. But that's why we need to protect those children from their parents and the ignorant doctor with having the sex with the third sex. When a child is born immediately and the nurse or the midwife is unable to tell the sex of that child, what we have to do is now to mark or register that child as an intersex and give that child mm. to grow as an intersex up to the enough age if they need to decide to get now to male, they are free to do so. If they want to go to female, they are free to do so. Mm. If they want to remain as an intersex, still the, 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 the name. We believe this will protect the intersex from being killed when they are young and also being harassed from the community and we also be, help people to understand right their children are blessings from God. They are not a curse as how people believe like intersex are, are, are a curse are a domain. But we believe that even the government is recognizing them and know that like, they are normal people. They need protection and they need Mm. Now, now tell me about that yeah. challenge. You, you're talking about uh, needing to protect children who may have ignorant parents. And, you know, also there's the issue of the health care. I mean, when a child is born and a health care worker or doctor is faced with, you know, a yeah. problem of how do they identify? Who then takes that final determination of where do we classify uh, this child at the moment? Um, no. Mm. At the moment... At the moment, when you are under 18, be considered as a minor. Mm. Now that that's the parent who decides if they give their content, if the the surgery will take place or not, okay. and they even decide if they want a child to be a girl or to be a boy. But now, after all, when you are now at the adolescence or maybe adults, you find like what you remove is what you needed in life. So that's why we are saying, unless there is a health issue, a risk health issue, let the medical intervention be the last option ever and give you time to be old enough to give your own content. If you feel you need surgery, you can give your own content. But as for now, is the parent who are given that mandate to give the content of how the surgery will go. And also, with the contribution of doctors. But you, you find that doctors, they, they see that this as a milking cow. Because there is a lot of cash, you mm, know. Mm. So some doctors just opt to do the surgeries. And you know, an intersex, you don't go just a single surgery. You can go up to seven surgeries. If sure. you get the first one, you have... So then the reason why we are doing this, uh, even also trying to protect our parents, because you find some doctors are taking advantage of uh, their parents, they be telling me just one surgery. After one surgery, it's just to another. After another, it's just hmm. to another. You feel like now we have uh, several parents who have sold everything, including the piece of land, trying to uh, to do the surgery. But after all, the child is left with competition. So there is no need for for the... We find that after the surgery, it affects a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, and mm. scars. When after all, you find that it's unnecessary. But if you are old enough, right, my case here, if I decide I want the surgery, it's me who will give the own content. After having a multidisciplinary team, what we mean by multidisciplinary team is a combination of specialists that will include like specialists like if he's a gynecologist, 
mm. an- another station, including a, a, a counselor there, mm. an intersect expert, so that they will explain to you what you have, what you don't have, what you can make and what you cannot make. So after that, you can make your own decision after being explained everything. And you know, as for now, you cannot explain a young kid. So you have to give them a room to grow up to the age of majority and now they can mm. understand what's happening with your body. And also it will help because now at this time the body will have manifested itself. And I'm sure you've probably, you know, in your line of work, interacted with these children who have whose parents have taken them through surgeries and but you can see that this child still doesn't identify with the with the sex that the parent has now chosen. Um, you know, how do these children then interact with society uh, the way you see them, Ryan? Okay, now the problem comes, yeah? You know, the first question when a child is born, being asked is like, what is it? Is mm. a boy or a girl? But because the parents don't want to face that stigma, say like, yeah, my, boy, my child is not a boy or a girl, so they have to do the surgery. But when the group, uh, it's true there are those people who are being favored by the surgery, maybe they were made girls and after all they tend to be girls, but then now the problem comes. It may be that the parents choose to be a girl, and now when you get to the age of puberty, you are becoming masculine instead of becoming feminine. So you find that the doctor is now forcing you to take hormones still the rest of your life. And it's also very expensive, because mm-hmm. you find that taking those uh, hormones still every day is very, very expensive for a common, uh, for a common person to afford it daily. So you find because they are trying to suppress the hormones and try to make you mm. who they wanted to be. And after all, you know, there is the issue of uh, side effects with mm. these uh, hormones. There is much of side effects of these hormones. Mm. So that's why now the community comes a problem with the community because they expected you to become a girl. And now here you are coming a man. And they maybe they, uh, they, uh, they had a sound racing to raise money for you to do the surgery. And now you are saying you want to be a man. So now you find like we are raising men without their genitalia because their genitalia was removed. Because like as far now, many doctors believe making a girl is more easier than making a boy. And maybe if they can give it an example, even as for now, if they, even if you can maybe uh, try to make a well or maybe make a mountain, you can just mm. make a hole as I'm making a mountain. Because a mountain is a lot of things, but uh, uh, making a hole is just, uh, is just simple. You, you get what I'm trying to say? Mm, mm, but I do. now, yes, but now when, when they to make that and maybe to make a vagina or genitalia like, like, like a female, that will not make that individual if they have a male chromosome or male hormone to become masculine. And you know, hormones are not assigned, they assign themselves. Mm-hmm. There is no way you can assign hormones. They assign themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are saying instead of assigning the hormones, so let us wait until the hormone signs itself from now there we can support. If we need the hormones still well, but we are supporting of how that individual intersects wants to be. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the voice of Ryan Jerry from Kenya, who's an intersex activist. We're talking about the recognition of intersex people on in African Dialogue this morning. It's 21 minutes after 11. Let's go for a short break. And then I'd like to talk about, you know, some of the stigma, um, you know, what communities, how communities view intersex uh, people and how can we sort of raise awareness and 
bring information to people so that they understand what we're really talking about here. But let's do that after the break. Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9am with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. Thank you for listening to African Dialogue. This is also Channel Africa. Remember that you can listen to us on www.channelafrica.co.za or you can interact with us on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa or Facebook and you can simply SMS your views to plus two seven eight two three. Three two five nine zero five. Well, this morning we're looking at Kenya taking steps to recognize people who identify themselves as intersex, meaning they are um, they are born with genitalia chromosomes of reproductive organs that don't fit the typical definitions of male or female. Now, to help us understand this uh, topic, we're talking to Ryan Jerry from Kenya, who's an intersex activist. Now, Ryan, you know, just before the break, you were starting to talk about some of the the dilemmas that parents who who end up choosing a sex for their children face in a later stage. But tell us more about also the community. I mean, how does the community of of Kenya view intersex people? I mean, are they welcomed? Uh, What type of stigma are they facing? Um, As I know, or maybe I can refer this like like. Five years ago, mm. before we started the advocacy work or starting creating awareness, we found like the intersex were, were being killed with a high number. That you find like because most of the community believes that like, intersex is a curse mm. or a bad omen. Another community believes they are supernatural. So they sacrifice, believing like this is a supernatural creature. So if they sacrifice that intersex individual, they'll be blessed maybe with rain and other things. That was a belief, that was a musical belief with some of Africa, with some of Kenyan uh, community. Uh, if you are supposed not to be killed when you are young, now the, the stigma that you face with the community, you end up committing suicide. Why? Because mm. when you go to school, you say that teachers are not understanding you. Sometimes they accuse you for doing other things. You know, as an African, we believe that is how a girl must behave mm. or maybe a boy must behave. So if you behave vice versa, they think maybe you are not some, at some point, you find even some parents are chasing away the uh, intersex children because they are feeling they don't want that shame. Because I remember one time I was uh, attempt to be killed in the community, believing like I'm a cause. I'm the cause like I'm, I was the cause when uh, our area was facing a drought, you know. Mm. 
because there was no rain, so they, their people need to go being a car, being a badoma into the area. So that's why they have, that's how it was. But uh, as per now, when we started the advocacy work, I can tell now people are changing and are now embracing. But the problem we have with the membership that they have registered, we have seen uh, of a 55% are children who are below the age of 14. 85%? Sorry? What, what is that percentage you gave me? Uh, 55% okay. mm. of the interests are at the age of below 14. Mm. And we assume that is the age before they attained the age of puberty. When they get to the age of puberty, you now have before between the age of 14 to 20, we have 30 percent. Above 20, we have only 15. So that we see, we are the number is decreasing at every stage. What mm-hmm. does that tell? If you suffice not to be healed when you are young, at the age of puberty, you will not suffice. That's where they commit suicide. Why do they commit suicide? Because the parents. The society is not giving them a, commod- a, a, a conducive environment to survive. Mm. Let me give you an example. Then can there be an intersect who was brought up as a boy, and mm-hmm. at the age of 15, that individual started going through menstruation. And one day, it starts on a short where, where that boy was in school. And because of the pressure of the cell, or mm. cell people in the school, that boy committed suicide that the same, same, same day. Sure. And that is that's the testimony by the intersex parents who are confessing like they had uh, intersex children earlier, but they committed suicide when they were at the age of between 14 to 20. I know English because maybe, like I give an example, maybe you are brought up as a boy. Now you are in boy boy school. You you now you are having you are experiencing the menstruation. You don't know how to use sanitary towels mm. and other things. So you find like because of that pressure is unable to hold as an individual, so they commit suicide. And now above the twenty now, the problem comes when they want to get the now to get married or to engage themselves in love because they are being accused for being gay or, or lesbian. And you know here in Kenya, uh, it's illegal. Mm. As for now, mm. even as am I speaking, I cannot marry legally. Why? Because even as as far now we are talking, my document reads I'm female and I'm not allowed to marry someone with a female again. So you find that like, because of that community and those policies, that's why they find that like, there is no room for intersex suicide in the community. Those, those are some of the challenges or the, some of the things that are causing the intersex people to lose the interest in this life because there was no space. But I'm happy as per now, as we are speaking, some of the community now are embracing the intersex people are, are building because now we are giving the testimony of the grown-ups telling people you believe like an intersex cannot grow beyond the age of 15. That's why you find even some parents are not taking the intersex to school because no need of investing of a dying kid because maybe you find like uh, there was this medical belief if they are born an intersex, you cannot grow beyond the age of 15 when now the hormones will start to respond. So some parents feel there is no need to take to, this child to school or a proper medication because there is no need to invest. Mm. Of, they used to believe like it's not a child, to call them like things. There is no need to believe to invest on this thing, this dying thing. And that's how they were left away. And that's why I I, I am now happy because the government agreed like mm. these are vulnerable people. 
Mm-hmm. And they are being sidelined and they are most vulnerable in Kenya because they have no education, they have no proper documentation. So, like, they are living like uh, foreigners in mm-hmm. their own country mm-hmm. because they don't have even the documentation, so they mm-hmm. cannot even attain the birth certificate. Uh, national ID and even passports, another important document because mm. of maybe their makeup. Because you find like when they are grown up, how they were registered as they were young is not matching of who they are physically. Mm. So now you find they are being denied to give the to be given the most important document. Mm. Now talking about that vulnerable, that they become vulnerable. Um, when all is said and done, how would you want to be referred to Ryan, as male or as female? Um, okay, personally, mm. I want men as an intersex. Mm-hmm. The reason is, being an activist, I have to stand on behalf of those, those intersex who cannot speak on their behalf. Mm. For example, you know intersex, you have over 46 variations. Mm. There is this single variation whereby you find someone, we call it as mixed gonado or overtest, whereby you find someone having uterus, one side having ovaries, and the other side having testicles. Mm. Instead of having pair, you know, as a human being, you need pair. As a normal, you need a pair, is a pair of testicles or a pair of uh, ovaries. Mm-hmm. One side you have one one. And sometimes it's very hard to separate that person. That person still remains 50 50. Mm, mm, like mm. here in Kenya, we have someone who is a father and a mother at the same time. Because yes. the first time, because he, that individual was brought up as a boy, and now because of the culture beliefs, he was forced to get married. And together with uh, his wife, they were blessed with a son. But because he, uh, that individual was experiencing menstruation, he went on trying if he can get his own child uh, as a mother. And he, he succeeded. He got pregnant. And after all, he gave birth to a girl. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. You cannot separate that person and say that this person is male mm. or this person is female. So they have to remain as a Negro. So mm-hmm. as they are active, so they have to, to remain also as a Negro so that they can feel and they are somewhere they can feel. But personally, I can identify myself as a Negro female because even after now, I'm a proud father. Mm. Now, so I, mm. I identify myself as male, mm. but because of them, I want to remain as and intersex as they in the middle so that they can get enough space whereby they can rely on or they can count because when they, they feel like maybe all of us are going to female or male for them who don't fit i don't want them to feel lost so they mm. have to stand on their behalf to make sure to make them feel comfortable and mm-hmm. that's my son and i'm happy because i was the first person to get the first passport in the world indicating that i was born in the sex mm-hmm. it's the first pass- passport it's saying like I was born in that. Hmm. But now, how does it also, um, you know, someone sitting at home maybe listening and wondering, how does it affect you in terms of access to self to services? You know, healthcare services, public toilets. Um, would you prefer that there are toilets for intersex people, or are things okay the way they are? We have male and female, and 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 healthcare also. How are you treated when you come for for healthcare service? Okay, and uh, now we have an uh, idea for the um, uh, middle term, mm. long term, and short term. 
what we mean by the long term, that's why we have the issue of infrastructure mm. that we include, like uh, sex-free toilets. That's like the public toilet. We have a sex-free whereby the intersex people can go because as you said, there are those maybe they look physically men, but they cannot go in the public. They cannot go to a normal urinal like normal men. And it's like if you only have that urinal, so they they think there is no space. So what we are forgetting, including to our body school, we have a special dormitory. In that, let's not call it like a, a whole school for the intersex people, but we can have even if it's a whole school, but we have a special dormitory. Mm-hmm. We have for for girls, boys, and for the intersex separate. And also in the public, so it is the same. And also including in our cells or in our police uh, in our police custody. We need to have that that uh, space whereby they will feel no one will take advantage. Because if you take an intersex person to female, maybe you find like maybe that individual will take advantage of those female or even female, those female will take advantage of that intersect. Mm. Or maybe if you take them to male prison, they'll take advantage because that's how it happened in the first case. Now to avoid that is to have the safe space whereby they stay themselves. So that with, with that space, they, now they'll be able to share and they'll be able to to be, to decide themselves how to share among the room because we know there is uh, also variations but once considered as an intersex you are an intersex one thing that people don't know mm-hmm. intersex is not only having both sexual organs if we all do that that's now we don't use the modern word that you the traditional word that we used to use hermaphrodite because hermaphrodite just to be fast just a single variation but not because of uh, the more variation we have that's why we consider it as intersex mm-hmm. and now uh, when they are given the safer space they'll be able to feel like normal human beings and because they are not many even if it's one or two they just need their space and now the government of kenya is also looking to that how maybe they can try to uh, to come to chip in and support how to make those um, safe That's the voice of Orion and Jerry from Kenya and Intersex Activists talking to us about the steps taken by Kenya to recognize people who identify themselves as intersex. Let's take a last break and then, you know, I'd want us to look at the way forward, uh, Ryan, the work of intersex activists. Uh, how do we then also ensure that government doesn't backtrack on its commitment to ensure and recognize um, the human rights of intersex people? But let's do that after the break. Don't miss out the 3rd Annual Africa Shared Value Summit taking place from the 23rd to the 24th of May 2019 in Nairobi, Kenya. Thought leaders and business changemakers from across Africa will share insights and case studies showing how shared value can transform your business and create the Africa we want. Book your ticket at africasharedvaluesummit.com today. Channel Africa is a proud partner of Africa Shared Value Summit and will broadcast live from the summit. Make sure you don't miss out on the broadcast on the 23rd and the 24th of May 2019. Log on to 
www.channelafrica.co.za or tune in to DSTV channel 802 to be part of the conversation. Channel Africa, African Perspective. Thank you for choosing African Dialogue. This is our last segment of the show. We're speaking to Ryan Jerry from Kenya, an intersex activist. Now, Ryan, we've said quite a lot uh, in this past half an hour or so. Now, in terms of advocacy and your work, what is the way forward now? What's the next step for organizations that you represent? Um, now, our plan is, now we are in the implementation stage, because now we have the recommendation, we are now in the implementation stage, and one thing as what I'm planning is they take wrong, I go back to court, and take the court order, court order that will push the government to implement it as fast as they can. Because the more they, they drain, the more intersex people will continue suffering. But um, one of the things that we are considering, not even the state, our plan is more to focus on the community, because that's where they are facing more challenges. First of all, to make sure that we have created awareness, we have raised the awareness, so that before the um, now the implementation stage is complete, they'll be able to know what they deserve so that they can claim. Because as for now, we have one policy, like a, 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 we call it a police standing order, mm. that give an intersex power to choose who, how they want to be cut. In, in, in case you find yourself in a police custody as an intersex person, you can choose because we don't have intersex uh, police people to search. Now you can choose. If I feel I want to be searched by a male police or a female police. Now, because now intersex people, they don't know that. So our work is to try to educate them so that they can know every step that the state is taking so that we go back to the community and educate the intersex and also educate the member of the public to understand so that they can be able to know their rights. And again, I know the implementation stage is where, by, where the problem goes. But now we can go stage by stage by starting with the short term. Like I told you, we have the short term. The short term, first of all, starts with the, the changes of the documentation for, for, the, for the people, for the intersex people to be able to get jobs, to travel, and to do other things. Uh, that one, if they drain within the next few months, I personally and the organization that I represent will go to court. One thing that I'll go to seek to court, first of all, I want to marry legally. So I'll go to claim that I want my document to be changed so that they can marry legally. That will force them to implement what they there. That's the thing that will identify the gas as the priority. For now, I work as the intersex, as the servant. So it depends on them how they feel is the priority. I'll take what they choose is a priority to them. I'll take I'll take it to court so that I can push, I can uh, force the state to implement it as fast as we can. Mm. But I'm sure because we have some of uh, 
MPs, the members of the national parliament are so supportive because we are taking now the, the second stage will take to will take a bill to the national parliament. So by the next uh, week we we'll starting having sittings with uh, our member of parliament so that we can agree with them. So when immediately we take the bill to the parliament, they work on it as fast as they can and give it back to the state so that it can it will start being implemented. So that's one of the methodologies we are trying to approach. Mm-hmm. Other thing is to work close with the nurses, midwives and doctors, because we felt like nurses and the midwives are the first person to see the child. So that when the child is born, the mother depends on the information that the, uh, the nurse or the midwife will give. And that information that the midwives give is the information that uh, the mother will take to the father and to the entire family and to the entire community. So we are working very close with them so that they can give the proper information, not let any single parent with an intersex person go and discover it outside the hospital or maybe going to get because that's why they kill their children. Mm. But if the nurse or the midwife can disclose it immediately and tell you are breast with uh, an intersex child, and, and you know a child is a blessing from God, they can so that mother will love that kid. And after loving that child, that mother will protect and give the right information to the entire family. So that's, that's also one thing that we are planning. The other thing is to work very close with teachers. Mm. First of all, they can understand the existence of intersex children and uh, how to protect them in school. Because the high percentage of intersex in Kenya are school dropouts, including myself. Mm. Why? Because we don't have a space in school. But if the teachers can understand, they'll be able to protect those intersex children. Other thing that we are trying to see is to include the intersex issue in the curriculum at every stage when we are being taught or being introduced in the sex and reproductive the system, they can also be introduced about the intersex as other age. This will help them to understand and will help, uh, help everyone to understand the existence and the um, diverse of intersex uh, at large. So those are the mechanisms that uh, we are trying to see and we are engaging ourselves in the mandated body mm. uh, to help us in the curriculum and other things so that We'll share, because when we talk of an intersex living, we are talking of a whole life cycle. Mm, because mm. it's a life starting when immediately when you are born, up to the end of your life. So we are everywhere. So we are trying to fit ourselves like everywhere and every stage of life, starting with the labor world up to the mortuary, mm. so that they can understand and embrace. But I'm happy because when I came on board, the first question was, like, do intersex exist? But mm. now we are we are able to answer that question. Everyone know like it's true intersex people do exist. But now the question is how many are they? Where are they? And what are the challenges they are facing? And that's what we were trying to answer with the task force. But even as for now, we don't have the exact number. The reason mm. is the fear of stigma. They are not ready to open up. Mm. But because Kenya is conducting the census next year, and we have the mandated body to conduct the data uh, uh, with the census, we are engaging ourselves in a talk so that they can correct the data of intersex. Mm-hmm. that will help with the quantitative and qualitative of it. But this will help us to know how many are we in Africa, uh, are we in Kenya, and 
where are we? Mm. Oh, because of now we are using the estimate that was given by the UN. The UN estimated like in every given population, 0.05 to 1.7 are intersex. So if we calculate, mm. we, we find that we have over, we have thousands of intersex, but we are not seeing them. But now we are trying to see. There is a lot of research we are trying to do so that we can be able to uh, to see if UN uh, if that uh, statistic that was given by UN is right or not. But mm. how do we do it by using the mandated body that when we are collecting the census, they can include the third uh, category so that they can well, this is definitely a conversation we'll be keeping closely, uh, close watch on and following on those very amazing developments. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan Njeri from Kenya, an intersex activist. Thank you for giving us your time and for giving us this very vital information. Welcome. I'm also very happy. It was my pleasure to talk to you. And also, I know I have my colleagues there. Yes. Uh, I know maybe they are listening to me. I was able to tell them I'm speaking to them. I'm, I'm sure mm. they are listening to these all the intersex persons in, uh, in South Africa. Mm. And in the whole Africa, I know they know uh, we were discussing the, the topic of intersex in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So what I can tell them is like uh, try to keep in touch. I know Babaro is very keen. is uh, one of our colleagues in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I have seen uh, the text from her. Uh, what I can tell them like uh, like you know what we are doing now after Kenya, we are trying to see how we can go to the whole Africa mm-hmm. uh, and also the whole world to ensure like intersex people got what they become. Mm-hmm. Which is why, which is why we need to keep a close watch on this. Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day. Well, thank you there to Ryan and Jerry from Kenya, an intersex activist, bringing us to 13 minutes before 12. Let's take a break and digest all that information. Let's listen to Selif Keita, a song called Manjo.